Grace to you and peace to you from God our Father, through our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Our sermon text for this evening is the second half of our gospel lesson from Luke chapter 2. We hear verses 8 through 16. Please rise as we hear these words in Jesus' name. There were in the same country shepherds, staying out in the fields, keeping watch over their flock at night. An angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid, for behold, I bring you good news of great joy, which will be for all people. Today in the town of David, a Savior was born for you. He is Christ the Lord. And this will be a sign for you. You will find a baby wrapped in swaddling cloths and lying in a manger. Suddenly there was with the angel a multitude from the heavenly army, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace, goodwill toward mankind. When the angels went away from them into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Now let's go to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened which the Lord has made known to us. So they hurried off and found Mary and Joseph and the baby who was lying in the manger. And we pray, Gracious child, we pray thee hear us. From thy lowly manger cheer us. Gently lead us and be near us till we join the angelic choir. Amen. Please be seated. The shepherds were out in the fields minding their own business, an otherwise normal evening, but suddenly this life-changing event happens. An angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. They were terrified. I think that's an understatement. Throughout Scripture, we hear that when people have encounters like these, it is a terrifying, fearful kind of thing to suddenly find yourself in the presence of God and of God's holiness. Think of the Israelites around Mount Sinai, how they cowered in fear as God's presence was made known to them as he spoke the law to them and as there was this thundering and lightning and this cloud and fire upon the mountain. Or think of Moses at the burning bush, how how he couldn't stand to look. He was hiding his face before God's presence. Or think of Isaiah's vision as he was in the throne room of God. And he cries out, woe to me, I am a sinful man with sinful lips. Or think of Peter. Peter, when he realized who this was that was responsible for this miraculous catch of fish, and he falls down before Jesus and he says, get away from me, Lord, I am a sinful man. Or think of Saul on the road to Damascus when suddenly this heavenly light flashes all around him and he couldn't help it, he crumples to the ground in a heap. Or even at the beginning of Uh, of the Christmas story as the angel Gabriel appears to Zechariah or to Mary. They were afraid and troubled. Or even going way back, right after the fall into sin. Think of Adam and Eve. They heard God coming towards them, and what did they do? They were afraid of his presence, and so they dove for cover. They tried to run and hide from him. Why is this? Why do we see such fear and terror? 
Let me ask you, what about you? What if you suddenly found yourself in the presence of God and of his holiness? In such times as these, we frail, weak humans, we suddenly, when we would, if we were to f- suddenly find ourselves in the magnificent, magnificent, majestic light and glory of God, we would immediately recognize and realize how small, how sinful, how flawed we are. You and I, we live in a world that has been darkened by sin. We ourselves, our own hearts have been tainted and darkened by our own sins. And as long as people stay in the darkness, they're not so worried about it. This problem of sin, we, present, we pretend like it doesn't exist, like it's not there, like it's not that big of a deal. We, we can push it aside. We can be in denial over it. But then, when the light of God suddenly strikes, Suddenly, all of those things that you are ashamed of, all of those things that that you don't want anyone else to know about, all of those things that you would rather keep hidden, they are visible, they are on display, they are highlighted before a holy, righteous God. And we know what God expects of us. His word has made it clear. He has given us his law. We are to have no sin. We are to not be flawed. Jesus says, be perfect as your heavenly Father is perfect. When we compare ourselves to that, we find ourselves in a rather uncomfortable situation, don't we? Could there be anything more uncomfortable than than what these individuals, what those shepherds outside of Bethlehem experienced, suddenly finding themselves in this glorious divine light of God? Being in that situation would certainly cause fear, terror, even pain, I bet that our first inclination would be just like Adam and Eve, to run and hide, duck for cover. Jesus talked about this when he was visiting with Nicodemus. In John chapter 3, Jesus explained this kind of mentality and, and, and this attitude that people have. He said, light has come into the world, but people love darkness instead of light because their deeds were evil. Everyone who does evil hates the light and will not come into the light for fear that their deeds will be exposed. None of us would be able to stand on our own before God and in his perfect glory and light. We have deeds that would be exposed and they would be shameful and embarrassing. If we were to stand in the presence of God and of his holy divine light, we would be bowled over by it. We would be consumed by it. After all, as we already admitted in our confession of sins, we are imperfect. We are flawed. We are unrighteous. We are full of of mistakes. We have made mistakes. We have faults. We have doubts. We have weaknesses. We have done evil. We have sinned against God. And so like those shepherds outside of Bethlehem, we too would be terrified. Face to face with the light of God's perfect glory, we would immediately understand how we should be forever doomed to the darkness of sin. What we deserve is to be far separated from God. He should have nothing to do with us. 
What we deserve is to be considered as being traitorous enemies who should perish eternally. Dear friends, that is a really fearful, terrifying realization to have. But what is the message that is given to the shepherds? What is that sudden, immediate thing that removes their fear? It's this message straight from God to them that says, do not be afraid. I'm bringing you good tidings of great joy that will be for all people, including you. I have given you a newborn child to be your Savior. He is Christ the Lord. What is it that God says will take away this fear? It seems totally crazy. A baby. A little baby. Usually it would be the other way around, wouldn't it? Adults are doing everything they can to take away the baby's fear, to comfort the child. A frightened child will run to a, a parent or an adult for help, for solace, for comfort. But God announces to the world that here in this baby, we find the one who is responsible for taking fear away. What an important lesson this is for those shepherds and also for us that we are focusing on in this Christmas Eve, that we people are the ones who really are weak and small, while this newborn, this heaven-sent baby is the one that is so strong that he is the one who can remove all fear. There was once, on some hills very similar to those that the shepherds were occupying, there was once a time when a small little one went out and removed the fear of his people. Every day, an enemy army was standing at at odds against the Israelites, and they would send out their champion, this massive, monstrous giant, and he would go out and he would mock, he would ridicule, he would taunt, he would demean the Israelites. We're told that he went out there and he did it 40 days straight. He challenged them, send someone out to face me. But no one was willing to even consider it, that that mighty Goliath was so fearsome. Imagine being part of the Israelite army at that time. Hearing him insult you and shame you and your entire nation every single day. As long as that giant came out onto the battlefield, you and your people, you were living under this dark cloud of fear. But then suddenly one day you receive word that there is someone from your side who's going to go out and face him. You have found your champion. He's going to go out there and take this Goliath down. But when the time comes, you look and you see this little boy, this little humble shepherd boy walking out to face Goliath. What would you be thinking? You've got to be kidding me. Is this some kind of joke? This little boy with no armor, his only weapon, a sling, he's going to go face off against this giant? How could it be? How is this little one the answer to our fears? But as David, as David walked out to meet that monster, he proclaimed that even though he was small, even though he was insignificant, he was coming in the name of the Lord. And that the battle belonged to the Lord. 
And he proclaimed confidently, confident in God and in God's power and ability, that that mighty Goliath was going to fall and be defeated. And with a single small stone from that little boy's sling, God removed that fearsome enemy, Goliath. God's people were given peace through this small little one. Dear friends, the same thing happens for us at Christmas time. You and I, we have this seemingly small, insignificant little one, a newborn, and yet this is the one who comes and removes fear. Now, first glance, we might look and we might think, you've got to be kidding me. What is this? How will this little one be the answer to all of our fears? But who is this little one? This is the one sent from God. He is, as proclaimed by the angels, he is the long-promised Savior, the Messiah. He is Christ the Lord. And that is why those opening words of the angels, do not be afraid. Those are not just empty words. No. This is a proclamation from God's own mouth for our hearts to absorb this Christmas Eve. Think about it now, the fearsome Goliaths that taunt, that ridicule, that mock and shame you. What are they in your life? Your unrighteousness, your sins, your shame, your guilt, your brokenness. It now meets its match in this baby wrapped in swaddling cloths and laying in a manger. Your enemies of sin, death, and the devil, they now meet their demise by something, someone so seemingly small and insignificant. And yet in this one who comes, he's coming in the name of the Lord. It is the very Son of God himself. It's the second person of the Holy Trinity who out of love for you, out of goodwill for mankind, descends from his heavenly throne to come and take up residence here among us in human flesh and blood. This is the one whom the angels were praising, the one that the shepherds went and, and adored and then proclaimed. They listened to this message, they believed this message, and they saw in this humble little package, laying in an animal trough, their champion, the champion who would come for them, who would go out on their behalf, who would take away the fears that they had and would restore them to the holy, perfect presence of a glorious God. And the same thing is true for you and for me. We celebrate and we welcome this same little one tonight. And we know that he is our champion too. After all, the angels said, they proclaimed at his birth that he had come for all people, bringing peace to his people on earth for all mankind. That includes you. And that also then means that he is defeating the Goliaths that you face in your life. Those fearsome enemies that you face, he has come and he has undone your unrighteousness, your sin, your brokenness, your shame. He has destroyed death. He has conquered sin. He levels the devil. 
And like those shepherds, you and I, we now have this good news of great joy. We believe it. And we see in this little one, in this newborn, our Savior, Christ the Lord. Now, those Christmas shepherds, they probably, probably, most likely, didn't get to see how everything would eventually play out. Not in the way that you and I have it and know it from Scripture. But they took God's announcement at face value and they believed it. You and I, on the other hand, we have the complete picture. Have you ever thought about that? What a blessing it is that we have the complete picture. We have the beginning of the story at Christmas, but we see everything else that this newborn would go on to do. We know and we see that our little one in this humble little package is, in fact, our great champion who carries out a total and complete victory. We know how this child grew up. We know how, as Hebrews chapter 4 explains, he was tempted in every way just as we are, and yet he was without sin. He would be righteous for you and for me. He earned righteousness for us in our place, and he shares that righteousness with us. It counts as our own now so that we can, in fact, stand in the glorious light of God. We also know how he would willingly give up his life for us upon the cross. And there he goes to the cross where he takes every single one of your sins and mine. He has those sins nailed with him to the cross. He makes full payment of those sins. Of everything that would cause us to be fearful as we stand before a holy, perfect God, Jesus wipes those fears out. As we hear in Romans chapter 5, when we were enemies of God... We were reconciled to him through the death of his son. And by his rising to life on Easter, the work of our Savior that brings God's peace to us is fully complete. By his rising to life again, he has restored to us everlasting life. And that means that you and I can now live completely free of any fear. What do we have to be afraid of? As Pastor Peterson pointed out this morning, we, we can enjoy the greatest gift here and now. Salvation, eternal life belongs to you and to me here and now. It is ours. What do we have to be afraid of? We have been made right with God. We know that he loves us. We see that especially tonight as we consider this little newborn savior of ours. This newborn that we celebrate at Christmas, it removes our fear. He removes our fear. It's true, we were sitting in darkness. Our sin and shame gave us plenty of reasons to be fearful of God, to want to run and hide from him. But now God gives you and me the message of Christmas. We have a newborn that removes fear. And realize that he doesn't just give you this this fearlessness tonight and tomorrow, but he continues to share this this fearlessness with you and me throughout the year, always. And he continues to share it with with you and me in, in small, humble little ways, just like David, this humble little shepherd boy, goes and faces Goliath, just as this humble little one who was born in a stable, placed in a manger, he continues to come to us in humble ways, even still. 
He brings you these glad tidings of, of fearlessness, of, of peace with God in, in something as simple as water, which is connected with his word and placed upon your head. And every time you remember the fact, I have been baptized, he renews those promises to you, that he washes you clean, that you are his own child. He comes to you and me still to strengthen us, to give us fearlessness as we face the Goliaths in our life, in our lives, through something as small and simple as, as bread and wine. And yet he also promises that his own body and blood are there present with it. And we get to eat it and drink it for the forgiveness of all of our sins. He comes to you and me throughout the year to, to build us up, to strengthen us, to give us fearlessness through something as simple as a familiar message. A familiar message that we find in, in an old book, in the Holy Scriptures, in the Bible. And yet here, throughout God's Word, we find that central message that God has great news of great joy for you in the saving work of His Son, Jesus. So, do not be afraid. God's Savior is here for you. The newborn who removes fear, He now takes up residence in your heart through faith. That means that you are now at peace with God. You belong to God. And that means you now get to stand in the glorious light of God's presence without any fear at all. Not fearing, but instead rejoicing because of Christ the Lord, your Savior, who has been born to you. All glory be to him. Amen.